All right, what's going on, guys? This is Davidge with More Financial. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Very excited for this episode. I'm going to go into, actually very deep into, the differences between private money and conventional loans, right? So as a real estate investor, you are interested in getting the best bang for your buck for your financing. You don't want to pay crazy interest rates. Uh, You don't want to go through a crazy vetting process when you're applying for your loan. You want it to be as seamless as possible so that you can focus on the important things like getting your contractors lined up, you know, focusing on what renovations you're going to do, etc., etc. So if you're a beginner and you don't know the differences between private money and conventional, there's a lot of differences between the two, right? So the one thing to think about is, is the acquisition of the property or is the property, if you own it, being used for investment purpose? Or are you a family member, you know, I mean, a family living in a property? Two different, two separate things, right? So private money, basically to put it, you know, in easy terms, private money is most geared towards investment purpose loans, non-owner occupied, which means if you're buying the property, you're most likely, you know, planning to use it as an investment. You're going to either renovate and sell or you've got a tenant uh, in the property, or the other side, conventional, you're probably going to be, you know, a family looking to buy a house, staying there for, mul- you know, multiple years. And it's more of a, you know, what you want the best interest rate because you're going to be paying interest for months to come. Uh, those are the big differences, right? So as a private money lender, there's a helicopter above me. I apologize. Uh, right now we're off of Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I'm getting my car washed and I figured why not make a, a podcast. So, guys, the thing basically to think about with private money is... <clears throat> Higher interest rates, obviously, because, you know, as a, as a lender, you're taking on a lot of risk. Um, a lot of times you're funding the purchase and the rehab, so you're not actually, you know, the borrower may not be coming in with money. So that's something to think about. Um, conventional interest rates right now are somewhere around 3 4 5%. Um, but, yeah, so those are some things to think about. Um, Basically, as a private money lender, our main client is going to be, you know, a real estate investor who's looking to acquire a property, again, renovate and then sell, or it's going to be someone looking to buy a property, you know, put in tenants, um, basically adding value to the asset, right? So when you come to a private money lender, like more financial, uh, the key thing to think about is, you know, let's say you've got a property under contract and the seller needs you to close in, you know, eight days or 14 days or three weeks or whatever it is. It may be difficult to go to uh, you know a lender like uh, Wells Fargo or Chase or whatever um, and try and get a loan that quickly because they're going to have a lot of processes. You know they're going to need a lot of documentation. They're really going to weigh your income, your credit report. Um, you know because they're you're planning on being in the loan for a while and they're expecting you to be able to pay them back every month. Um, so that's typically a longer process in terms of getting that loan approved. The other thing to think about is if you're going to private money. Uh, we really only care about the asset. We do look at you know bank statement, credit report, uh, income, <clears throat> track record, that kind of thing. Track record is definitely important for us. But um, the most important thing is what's this property? Where is it? You know, uh, what value are you adding? How much money are you putting in? That kind of thing. So, for example, right? Let's say you're looking to buy a property for let's just call it you know easy numbers, a hundred thousand. You're going to put in thirty thousand, and you're going to sell it for three. We'll call it two hundred fifty thousand, right? We go off of, and we're talking fix and flip loans here. If we're going off of, if we're doing a fix and flip loan for you, which means the investor again is looking to purchase, renovate, and sell, we're going to look at the ARV, which is the after repair value, which is basically what is the property going to be worth after all the renovations are done, right? 
So we use the ARV and that's how we sort of gauge how much we're actually looking to lend on the property. So that's what's called a leverage point. Most uh, private money or hard money lenders are going to sit somewhere around 60 to 70% uh, leverage point. They're not going to want to go higher than that because they don't want to be over leveraged on the property, right? So <clears throat> with more financial, a lot of times we'll actually go above 70%. We'll go to 75% because we really like the asset. So we basically look at, okay, what's the future value? If you think, you know, if you're buying a property for 100, you're putting in 30 and you're going to sell it for 250, we're going to take, you know, for a really good borrower or a repeat client, we're going to look at 75% of that future value. So whatever 75% of 250,000 is, that's how much uh, of a loan we can do. And if that is higher than your purchase price, then we can probably fund the purchase price. And if it's also higher than the purchase price and the rehab combined, we may be able to also fund the rehab as well. So as a borrower, you're probably just coming in with the closing costs, which are basically escrow title insurance, um, you know, origination fees, that kind of thing. However, I have seen scenarios where <clears throat> we'll actually fund the purchase, the rehab, and we'll fund you know, the, the closing costs, which is great for the borrower because they don't have to come in with any money. They just got to basically you know, get their uh, licensed GC or subcontractors ready for the work and begin once they close escrow. So those are some uh, advantages of private money. It's super quick. Yes, there's higher interest rates. Um, but if you're looking to you know, renovate a property for three months and get out really quick, then the interest rate really does not matter because you know, you're going to pay off the loan in six months, right? So the other thing to think about is if you're not doing a fix and flip, you're just looking to buy and hold, you could refi us out, basically do a refinance, go to a bank like you know, Wells Fargo, Chase, <clears throat> and basically say, you know what? I'm actually planning on staying in this property. Um, you know, I want to get a, a lower interest rate. And then you can just refinance us out. So <clears throat> those are some cool things. Um, you know, hopefully that sort of educates you guys on what private money is. Um, to get more deeper into it, you know, I definitely want to break down each episode that I'm going to do or each podcast episode and, uh, sort of go into different things cause there's so much in private money. Um, and it's so fun, honestly, but, uh, one thing that you can think about is the difference between a first trustee and a second trustee. And <clears throat> that's basically, you know, you've got a first loan on a property, you can get a second, there's also thirds, et cetera, et cetera. More financial will actually, in scenarios, in certain scenarios, they'll actually fund the second TD, um, which is honestly not a lot, a lot of lenders do it because you're sort of in a riskier position, but more financial will actually fund, you know, a second trustee uh, or put a second TD on the property if it's behind a conventional loan, right? So we're not going to do it behind another hard money lender, but we may do it behind another conventional lender. So those are some things to think about. Uh, some things we touched on just to recap our ARV or after repair value, otherwise known as future value. We touched on interest rates, um, sort of the differences between private money and conventional. Uh, another thing to think about is origination. Um, and that's basically the cost of the loan, right? So if you're, uh, <coughs> if you're getting a loan from a, a bank like More Financial, let's say you're getting a loan for a million dollars. You know, the way that more financial makes money is by basically charging certain points up front or basically cost of money, which goes into the closing costs that the borrower has to pay. So typically we'll charge one to two points. A lot of lenders will charge three, four, five points, but one to two is definitely a fair amount. Um, so that's something to think about. There's also fees, you know, document, prepar uh, document preparation, underwriting, processing, wire transfer fees. A lot of times these waves, uh, these fees can be waived, but <coughs> that sort of uh, gives you an idea of how the, you know, the lender makes money. It's basically through origination and fees. So 
Anyways, guys, uh, my car is about ready, so I gotta go grab it. But uh, feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions about private money, real estate, that kind of thing. Uh, number is 213-880-7753. And again, this is Divij with More Financial. Stay tuned for another episode coming soon. See you guys.